0: This is Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, uh, here to present to you the Talk Film Society Festival lineup. Uh, yes, folks, it's, uh, we're putting on a festival. Um, and how exactly does that work? How exactly does a website uh, run a festival? Well, long story short, uh, five years ago, I did the first iteration of uh, a, a talk film society festival, where I asked a handful of people I knew, um, great people. Um, I asked them to pick a film under a certain theme. Back then, it was beginnings, um, and I talked to uh, like um, I guess you'll you'll uh, you'll hear on this uh, on this episode um, like Mike Schindler. Uh, Diego Crespo, Matt Curion, Rocky Juarez. I talked to all of them about uh, films under the theme of beginnings. So Thief, um, what else? Uh, I think Duel, um, mostly like directorial debuts. That was the Talk Film Society Festival 2015. Five years later, wanted to do something similar. Uh, Same basic concept for a podcast series. Um, so this time, instead of about a handful. I think back then it was like maybe five, six total. Um, this year, we're doing 15, 15 episodes over the span of 13 days. Uh, so these episodes uh, where I talk to a lot of great people, contributors, writers, podcasters for Talk From Society. Um, these episodes, they'll be dropping daily. Uh, or maybe two a day from October 15th through October 27th. Um, And the theme for this year, um, I asked the guests and contributors um, to pick a movie under this year's theme. Uh, The theme is Returns. It's, I think, is obvious. Uh, Five years later, we're back uh, doing a new festival, a new podcast series. Um, And yeah, I wanted this to be just a uh, showcase of how different, uh, how varying you know, our tastes in movies are. That's one. Um, and I think you get that with the podcast series uh, uh, and the lineup, which I'll go through one by one and I'll play clips. You'll get that sense of just how different our tastes are. And by the way, these are all great films, great discussions, uh, if you ask me. There's not like a bad one in the bunch, luckily. Um, so yeah, so, oh, and with each episode, which with, with each podcast it drops, um, it's, it's, it's usually one guest per episode. Well, there's one episode where there's two guests, two contributors, and I'll get to that. Um, uh, in each episode, there'll be a approximately 20-minute introduction to the movie, sort of like a festival. Like, you know, if you've been to a festival, there's somebody who introduces it. Um, gives you the the, 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 uh, the groundwork for a movie you're about to watch. And, um, and then after that, uh, I did a post-movie Q&A, sort of a, a deep dive into the movie in that same episode. Um, so, yeah, so each episode will be about 40 minutes, a 20-minute intro to the movie, then 20-minute uh, spoiler-filled uh, deep dive. Um, so that's what you'll hear with each episode. Um, and yeah, and before I, I get to these clips um, and just the movies, uh, where I reveal the movies and the people I talk to, before I get to that, I also have to say, along with this, this is something new. Uh, not only is this a podcast series, but I also wanted to get together a, uh, a program of these movies discussing all 15 um, and I asked uh, our writers, who also are podcasters, turns out they're great, they're great guests, the great hosts. Um, I asked them to, to contribute some writing for this program, uh, where we cover uh, these fifteen films. So that program uh, that'll coincide with this festival, um, from October 15th through the 27th, that program will be available on our Patreon as a PDF, as a collection of writing from our great writers, uh, patreon.com slash talk film society. That's patreon.com slash talk film society. Uh, you get access to that writing, to that program, um, and also to, to bonus um, uh, bonuses that'll come along with this festival, uh, which we're still working on. So, and you'll find all this information uh, at TalkFilmSociety.com slash TFSFest. Um, you'll find the schedule there, you'll find the links, you find everything you need about what's going on and how you can access these episodes. Um, I'm aiming to, to have this be its own feed, so you can just have these episodes uh, as they drop on one uh, feed. But it's also on the main feed, SoundCloud, iTunes, you know, Spotify. Uh, it's own RSS feed. So yes. Yeah, so if you want all this information, uh, talkfilmsociety.com/tfsfest. Um, and again, um, uh, go to the Patreon if you want access to that guide, which will be dropping the same week as this fest um, on October fifteenth. Uh, that's it, that's, that's the intro to this, uh, and now let's play some clips, let's talk about who's on this festival, uh, what movies we're discussing. I'm going to play a clip from each episode, and, and yeah, um, let's, let's get to it. This first clip uh, is of Manish Mathur. Uh, he's uh, talking about Volver, the Pedro Almodovar film, which will open up the fest on October 15th. Uh, here's a clip of him discussing uh, why he picked uh, Volver for the festival.
1: You know, Volver means return in Spanish or to go back. So um, I think it's like almost. Um, like, the perfect movie for this theme because that's, you know, that's the general, uh, you know, the general premise of the film is, you know, things coming back. Um, and they're, you know, that's a running theme within Almodovar's entire career, um, especially in the 2000s and 2010s. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the past coming back uh, to influence the present. And I think Volver, I mean, you know, it's very aptly titled, obviously, uh, because I think it's one of the best versions of that. It's all about um, this idea of the past always being a part of the present. And in some ways, this movie is a ghost story, uh, and it's very much about death and... People being haunted and things like that, and not in a like horror film way. I mean, it's there's not really any. Obviously, this movie is like more like magical realism, more gothic than horror. But there's definitely that element of you know ghostliness and you know the like spirits and like specters, things like that.
0: Now, here's Callie Smith. Uh, talking about rachel getting married Uh, i spoke to her about the movie um and here you'll hear her talk about um why she picked the movie and also her love and appreciation for jonathan demme the director
2: as soon as you said returns uh for me this this was the movie that kind of came to mind um because after all it is about about (sighs) <sighs> the dramas that come with returning to you know family um and coming back after a while of being away granted in especially traumatic circumstances in this in this film but i am <sighs> possibly you know one of the world's biggest jonathan demi fans so i uh, i was so excited to get i've written about it for for our site about him before our site before but i'm very excited to be on Mike, where i can gush and gush about how much i i really love uh jonathan demi and his movie career and especially this movie i think this is one of the best written screenplays i've ever seen in a movie uh i think it's absolutely wonderful i love the way it's filmed i love i love everything i could gush about it forever and we will (laughs) but yeah this is just a it's a really special movie that has only grown on me with every time i watch it
0: and now here's sam van harren Uh, I talked to him uh, about John Carpenter's The Fog uh, which I had seen which I had not seen before and I saw for the first time for the fest. So you'll hear him talk about the movie uh, how he came to pick it and uh, what the movie is about.
3: Uh, So when you mentioned that as a theme I thought it was a great idea and I couldn't think of a movie that I'd want to talk about at first uh, that applied to that but then people started the other guests started you know, listing ideas and it kind of triggered with me of like, and the first thing that came to mind was John Carpenter's The Fog. Uh, and so that's why I selected it. And I hadn't seen it in a while and I'm glad I selected it because, man, this movie's good. And I realized, and when I suggested it, you said you hadn't seen it before, which kind of blew my mind. Uh, yeah. Because it just seems like your kind of movie. I mean, it's literally about, you know, 100 years after these uh, ghost pirates were murdered horribly for money uh, for the origin of this town uh, coming back 100 years later to seek their vengeance Uh, so it you know it's very much a returns film which didn't really occur to me until like like I alluded to earlier until I started thinking about it and it's like I think it fits perfectly in a Pretty
0: dark way, but there it is. Now here's Marcus Irving. I spoke to him about the movie he picked. I know what we did last summer, and in this clip, you'll hear him talk about it, and we have a back and forth about how iconic the movie is. And yeah, just listen to it now. Do it.
4: Okay. So yeah, the. the the theme of our uh, little thing here is returns, right? And I chose this. I know what you did last summer because the film is about a, um, a killer <clears throat> uh, coming back to haunt these teens that uh, did something to him. It's got not a great explanation. <laughs> well, it's, it's about, well, it's about I a think thing co- coming back from these teens' past, and it's returning to their lives to uh, harm them.
0: And, See, yeah. this, is, this is good, because uh, I think we can be less coy about the actual concept of this. Um,
4: you think, uh, you think we're not introducing think- this movie to anybody? <laughs> no. Here's the thing.
0: Okay, uh, my, my prompt is... For, to to you, Marcus, um, is do you think there's gonna be anybody who's gonna go into this completely blind, not knowing what the general like uh, um, like plot is? Because uh, my my thing is, this is a great pick, by the way. Um, I know we did last summer because it has been a while since I've seen it. I remember liking it a lot as a as a kid, yeah. but sort of sort of it just it just became it didn't become you know scream, it didn't become like a huge horror. Like franchise, even though there are you know sequels, but they didn't live up to the hype of the first movie. Um, but still, like generally known, I think, I think, I think it's people know. Oh, that's the that's the movie with the hook. Right, like,
4: and yeah, I, I would,
0: and I think they kind. Of, I, and I also think they kind of know that because of the scary movie movies, which also. Yes, out,
4: exactly. Know. I would say it's possible. That we're uh, making somebody watch it for the first time, but no, it's probably not possible that we're introducing this brand new concept to people. Uh, it, it's something that <laughs> a, it's, a it's something that it is is like in the in the culture. This the the specific idea behind this movie, I think.
0: Now here's Aaron Hendricks. Uh, he picked Spider-Man Two. Um, and here you hear him talk about, uh, why he picked the movie and how it, uh, connects with the theme of returns.
5: The movie that immediately popped into my head, because of course it always pops into my head is, uh, Spider-Man two, um, the 2004, you know, uh, Raimi sequel to, to his, big blockbuster success in 2002. Part of it is that I'm obsessed with this movie and, and I've watched it so many times since it came out in 2004. But, um, but I like this movie on a lot of levels. I think it's, it works really well as both a really solid superhero action movie, but also as a, as a, um, somewhat understated, you know, human drama. Um, but it, it, I think the, the part of the movie that's always stuck out to me is that, to me, this is kind of a movie about burnout and finding your groove again. Um, and the theme of Returns immediately stuck out to me as as um, sort of the, the emotional core of this movie. Like, the, the moment that Peter... Um, learns to trust in himself believe in in his own worth and comes back is such a such a wonderful moment and it's kind of the culmin- the emotional culmination of the film um that it immediately came to mind when he said returns
0: here is Alejandra uh, gonzalez Uh, Here she is talking about Batman Returns and how she ended up picking the movie. And she talks about how weird it is. And I also talk about how much I also love the movie. Uh, Spoiler alert, we both love this movie. So uh, let's hear her and I talk about, briefly, Batman Returns.
6: We're talking 1992's Batman Returns.
0: Returns. It's in the title. Returns.
6: I know that's why it's the first movie that came to mind i'll be honest with you i yeah
0: yeah i i it's it's one that sure it's obvious but i mean i'm 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 happy you picked it because we're just saying i'm
6: surprised nobody else did i i don't know um
0: well actually one person did uh like well you claimed it first because i was asking a few people at the same time and this person was like, "Oh, what about Batman Returns?" I go, "Sorry, uh, Alejandro already picked it." So, yes,
6: uh, yes. So you, uh,
0: <laughs> you, you, uh, you managed to take this one before anybody else. Yes,
6: did? thank God. I'm yeah. so glad for that because yeah. I'm gonna show my cards. I also really, 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 really love this movie.
7: Okay, thank, thank
2: God. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
6: so we
2: it's going to be a good, a good talk.
0: We were having a po- uh, sorry a pre uh, uh, talk before we recorded. And I, I thought for a second you were going to say you hated this movie.
6: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. okay,
0: okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I love this movie. <laughs> I do. R- quickly, I'll say uh, I grew up with this as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had, like, a coloring book of this movie, which is insane to think now.
6: <laughs> yeah. But,
0: you know, a child... I don't know how old I was. I, old enough to still be, you know, coloring, coloring books. But I was just obsessed with this w- when it came out. And... And then growing up, watching it just today, just for this, re-watching it, I'm like, this is an insane movie. Why is this even a, like a, a superhero comic book movie? Why is this a big budget movie? It's just so weird, but it's also so good. Oh, it's so it's, good.
6: It's good because it is weird. Yeah. yeah the- and it's not even weird in that like normal Tim Burton way. I mean, there's definitely some... Burton esque elements to it but it's just bizarre i feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest it feels like i'm watching a bunch of drag queens perform which is why (laughs) i love it so much
0: now here is uh james barrett uh he uh in this clip talks about the world's end another favorite movie of mine and a favorite of his um here in this clip he discusses uh, rewatching it with friends in a theater and uh, yeah i think it's a great story and you'll hear more of it obviously at the talk from society festival take a listen
8: i saw this twice in theaters uh first time i saw it i loved it but it wasn't you know like game changing for me but um the second time i saw it was kind of closer to the end of its run and it was like one of those like 10 30 p.m middle of the week showings there's nobody there
9: yeah and
8: it was me and a friend and then one of his friends and um the friend of a friend wasn't really like a movie guy so he didn't really know anything about it he'd seen probably sean the dead or hot Fuzz or something kind of enough to like be like, sure, I'll go see this movie. I know these actors. Yeah. But he had no idea what he was getting into. And, um, sorry, <laughs> I had a little yawn. Some incredible audio for everybody listening. <laughs> it,
0: it, it, it almost sounded like you were getting emotional telling that story.
8: <laughs> uh, I should have pretended. I should have <laughs> pretended I was tearing up. Um, no, but, like, watching this movie through the eyes of someone who has no idea what is going to happen, like, not And because the first time I saw it, I didn't know a lot of specifics or the twists or anything. But because I was just, like, a dork, I knew, you know, it's Edgar Wright and it's his play on the science fiction trilogy. There's going to be some stuff involved here. There's going to be, you know, some elements of action. Uh, you know, I just knew a little bit more going in than this kid clearly did. <laughs> and so, um, you know, about that, like, you know, into the second act twist of the movie uh, in the, th- the theater, which was, like, basically empty this kid started, like, screaming. Wow. Uh, and, and, like, you, again, with, without, like, being, a, again, like, a movie person who knows kind of what you're getting into, even in the most broad sense, that twist as, like, the real kind of plot of the movie kicks in is ridiculous. It completely throws the movie into, like, a whole other level. And then all of the kind of, the, the ride that you're going on in that, when you're watching it that way really kind of cemented it for me in terms of both the formalism of it just as a movie, and then also I got it, of course, just as a repeat viewing. The emotional moments hit me a lot more.
0: And now here is Diego Crespo. Uh, He picked Alien Resurrection. Uh, he and I talk about the movie. Uh in this clip, you'll you'll find out my feelings for this movie and how I called it a Diego pick. Um it's it was a fun discussion, and you'll hear a portion of it right now.
10: Well, it's funny that you know my first pick for Thief was like a, a director's first, because this one kind of a franchise last. And I, you know, coming off of Alien 3. Which, you know, we, we've had many discussions about personally just because we're very fond of that film. But it was a very divisive theatrical release because it was clearly like butchered by a studio. Compelling cinematography, acting, ideas aside, like, it you know, our takes aside, it was not well received generally. And so the studio kind of has to come up with another way to um, make Sigourney Weaver happy, make another Alien movie profitable because these movies are doing Bang up like blockbuster money for horror franchises, which is not like still not that common of a thing nowadays. <laughs> um, I guess unless you're like it or whatever. But i I have had mixed feelings about this film for a long time. i I don't think they're too mixed anymore. Is what <laughs> I'll I'll say. Uh, I, I think having to revive a character and a franchise. In the shortest time span between sequels in the franchise's history, like to date still even, and to come up with something this bizarre, uh, I have to commend it. And I, we could talk about why after, but I, I have to commend it just up front.
0: Um, now, <laughs> when you picked this, when you said you wanted to talk about this movie, first off I go, perfect Diego choice. Uh <laughs> Alien Resurrection. Um, And I was worried. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to rewatch it because it's been a few years since I've seen this. Um, And last time I watched this, last time I checked, it was not a good movie in my book. Okay. And here's the twist. But having rewatched it today for this very recording, I like this movie a lot now. (laughs) Um, yes, I am super surprised that I'm saying that on mic. In this next clip, you'll hear Mike Schindler. Uh, you'll hear him uh, talk about why he picked "Kiss Kiss Bang Bang" and as his movie for the festival under the theme of returns. So let's
11: hear that reasoning right now. The film that I picked was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, The reason for that was, you know, I mean, Returns, I think sort of the obvious thing that you go to would be like, characters returning maybe like batman returns or superman returns or return of a man called horse you know and i so i didn't want to do that i also didn't want to do like a filmmaker returning to a franchise that seemed like a little too on the nose so i thought oh well how about a filmmaker returning to movies you know and shane black who was like the king of, of action in the 80s and 90s, making, you know, movies like Lethal Weapon and The Last Boy Scout and Last Action Hero. After The Long Kiss Goodnight in 1996, he just... Stopped. I mean, I don't know how much of that was his doing or, 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 or someone else's doing or whatever, but he was gone for like nine years and then he finally came back with Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, which he both wrote and directed. And since then, he's been, you know, pretty consistent having worked on things like uh, Iron Man 3 and The Nice Guys and uh, Predator and, and all that stuff. So I thought. That's, that's kind of an interesting thing. Not to mention that uh, even though it's not a- as cut and dry as, as Shane Black, Robert Downey Jr. had pretty much disappeared. And this was, in a lot of ways, his return. Like, this is the movie which showed to the studios that he could be relied on to make a movie, and it led to Iron Man and the rest is history. So I thought this would be a good pick.
0: this next clip you'll hear David Giannini discuss Gone Girl his pick for the festival you'll also hear me uh, slightly talk about my Fincher obsession um, this one in particular I mean these are all fantastic talks discussions about um, uh, these the, 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 this this festival contains multitudes these, these various movies um, this in particular was, was fun Um, can't wait for everybody to listen to this entire discussion, but here's a portion of the discussion, uh, with me and David talking gone girl.
12: Uh, So a little bit behind the scenes, when you first asked me, like, I feel like I was like brain dead. I couldn't think of anything. And the first thing I thought was like, oh, maybe Batman Returns, but don't quote me on that. I want to, I want to have like something a little more that doesn't have Returns in the title. Let me, let me, let me search, uh, search my brain for this. And I started going through all the movies that I have and all the movies that I really like. And then this would be just kind of jumped out at me. And I couldn't believe I didn't think of this when you first mentioned Returns. And the movie is David Fincher's Gone Girl, uh, which I have been on record on, saying a couple different times that this is, although I don't think Fincher's best movie, it is easily my favorite of his movies. The one that I can return and watch many, many, many times. And it is, honestly, it's always rewarding. It is, I think, the most impressive thing about about it for me that you would think this would never work. Like Gone Girl as a book, it's like, I mean – No, no shade to anyone who loves the book, but it's like a trashy beach read. Like it's like, you know, it's not something that you're expecting a director who is seen as like one of the best of his generation to take on. And somehow those two things converging, like uplift it to such a high level. Like I, when I first went and saw this movie, I was, I had very low expectations. So I was like, oh, this isn't going to be any good. It's going to be ridiculous, but it's Fincher. So I'll go see it. Like it's, he's one of those, like, you know, like PTA, like Spike Lee, uh, like Karen Kusama for me that like, okay, you put their name on it. I'm in. Let's go. And I was so rewarded by it. I think it's absolutely phenomenal, not only from the directorial perspective, which I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, when we come back to talk about the actual movie, but all the actors, you know, the script. I mean, Gillian Flynn, who wrote the book, also wrote the script. And it's just phenomenal. And I think it's maybe besides Alien 3, the one Fincher movie that gets a little pushback from people. As far as whether this is good or not, I see a lot of people loving it, and a lot of people be like, ugh, that's such trash, I hate it so much. So it's a, it's an interesting one for sure. I don't even know where to begin, David. First off, what circles are you in where
0: people are, like are, 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 you know... You
12: know we're both on Twitter, but, like there's but, nonsense everywhere. Who are you following? What? What are you? I, I, I'm lucky that I follow like pretty much everybody on my feed loves gone girl so i am living in that bubble you're lucky maybe they're scared to tell you because they know how much you have been i i will say you have been on the front lines of like gone girl is great from the very beginning there is Mm. no no one can deny that you love gone girl so it'd be like coming into my feed and talking trash about lawrence of arabia or big fish or like it's like the thing we talk about a lot so it's like let me just leave that to them have a good time
0: In this next clip, you'll hear Matt Curione discuss his pick. Of course, it's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, You'll you'll hear him here in this clip talk about when he first watched the movie and a little fun story about the VHS tape that had a recording of this movie that he watched. So,
13: listen. Because it's the return. It's the return of Arnold Schwarzenegger and... uh james cameron working together uh a fruitful relationship that they would have over the years uh they're still friends from what i know uh it's that big return it's when i was a kid seeing th- this movie for the first time uh, blew my mind honestly
0: uh t- t- tell me about uh, that first time you saw it what, what was it i'm okay,
13: assuming well, on like vhs maybe did you see it in a the theater Lord, no. This came out when I was like five or six years old. Oh, no, I mean, uh, so no, I didn't. You're, you're, uh, and this is, and I saw this before I saw the first one.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: which,
13: uh,
0: this, which I think, like, if especially people our age, you know, 30 is 30s ish, I don't know, 30 somethings, as, as they say. Um, I, I think a lot of us did see Terminator 2 first because it was just so. Yeah. It was playing... It was everywhere. Everywhere. And then, you know... It was I, everywhere. I, I did that. And then, I, then I saw the first one.
13: Both this and Aliens I saw before their predecessors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie was actually one that uh, my parents had seen in the theater. And when it came to pay-per-view, they taped it off the television. Ah. Well, and uh, that's how I first saw it. Uh, I watched it a lot, actually. That VHS uh, got pretty worn out. Uh, One time when I was watching it, I leaned on the remote, and it recorded about two minutes of a Disney Channel show (laughs) called Under the Umbrella Tree. So during a fight sequence, like an action sequence, uh, the VHS would cut to a cute little puppet iguana and his friends who lived under the umbrella tree. And it would go back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it was really weird. And I wish I still had that tape.
0: (laughs) And here, this next clip, uh, of course, we couldn't have a fest about Returns without talking about John Wick. Because that movie is all about Returns. Somebody returning. Uh, And Harrison Brockwell... Uh, he and I talk John Wick, uh, and here is a clip of him uh, discussing John Wick uh, and Keanu Reeves in particular. So listen.
14: Because of the circles I ran in before, I really like got into got into movies properly. Um, like I'd always just kind of heard like, oh yeah, Keanu, he's that guy from Point Break. He's from Bill and Ted, and he's from The Matrix, and. You know he's good in those, but that's because the movies are good. He's not particularly good in in them, uh, and he's not that great an actor. And I just like I just kind of took that as like wrote like that's the only thing I had heard about him, and I hadn't seen those movies at that time. And now I'm just sitting here like y'all crazy. Like (laughs) Keanu is incredible. He's a great actor just because he doesn't have like the range of someone like daniel day lewis or like people like those who can just kind of do like almost anything and like chameleon themselves into roles keanu has an extremely narrow niche of the kinds of stuff he can do i feel like but he does it so well that anyone that's like oh yeah he's not that good uh really needs to reevaluate what they consider good acting
0: Now, in this clip coming up, um, I believe I mentioned it, and also Rocky mentions it. Um, For some people uh, who participated in the audio portion in the podcast series, uh, I gave them a list of uh, possible films they could discuss. And I think Rocky was the first I recorded uh, where uh, I suggested, hey, why don't we talk about this movie in particular? And he's like, of course, yes, it's The Matrix Reloaded. And I had to talk to Rocky about The Matrix Reloaded because we, uh, in the past, have talked plenty about the Wachowskis on mic, and I figured, why not? Why not again? Let's do it. So here is me and Rocky uh, briefly talking about The Matrix Reloaded for the festival. And this one is a first in this fest, um, because you didn't pick this movie, Rocky. Um, I ended up picking the movie. Yes, you did.
9: Yeah. Yes. But I agree uh, with it wholeheartedly.
0: <laughs> and so, um, why don't I pass it to you? Why don't you talk about the film I forced you to talk about,
9: <laughs> Rocky? <laughs> well, the film You Forced Me, which is not really forcing because it's it's, <laughs> it's easy to talk about this film. When you love something, you know, you kind of just like, it's easy to gush about it or easy to recommend it or maybe give a different perspective on it as to why like you, you missed something. Who knows? But like, we picked together at the same time <laughs> uh Matrix Reloaded uh the much anticipated follow-up to The Matrix which was met with very mixed reviews and um some people would say lean more towards bad you know the reviews but um I myself love the film to death and I think it's a very solid follow-up to The Matrix especially in terms of story and I think most people possibly wanted more action I don't know maybe they wanted a bit more like they wanted to go on a different journey with neo who knows but um i really love where the wachowskis took these characters and kind of ruined their perspectives too at the same time it's great it's like uh it really bent your brain and made you go oh shit the matrix ain't all this cracked up to be it's actually a hustle it's actually bullshit you know it's so there's a lot to it that i love to death and of course i think the action sequences are a whole lot of fun
0: in this next clip, um, it'll be a little bit longer. Uh, well, uh, I think the main reason is because, uh, this, uh, this next clip features two guests, two contributors. Uh, the only episode of this entire festival that has two guests, uh, plus me, uh, it, it it's, it had to be a special episode because, uh, we talk about triple X return of Xander Cage And uh, who did I end up talking to about this amazing movie? It's Sarah Sorrentino and Shaq Lambert. Um, So here in this clip, you'll hear, um, (laughs) uh, I'm just going to say it'll end up with, um, you know, the three of us discussing whether Vin Diesel is white, but just a portion of the discussion we have about Triple X, Return of Xander Cage.
15: I may not have seen this film or like know anything about this film other than it's another Vin Diesel movie, but two things. First of all, I've been watching fanta- uh, fantastic Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> which are fantastic. So I'm getting prepped for this bullshit. And then also, I brought in Shaq. Shaq seen it, yeah. so now, it's cool.
0: Let me uh, let me go to Shaq. Shaq, how did you get involved in all of this? <laughs>
7: Um. Okay, so here's the funny story. Marcelo asked me to do this, Whoa. and I completely forgot to answer him. <laughs>
0: well, I didn't want to. So, I don't. I don't want to bring that up. But okay, you brought it up.
7: <laughs> no, I, you but brought like, it no, up this, already, Marcelo. It, it was off mic. It was off mic. I'm giving people the uncut facts. Here. Okay. Wow. Um. So yeah, he he messaged me and I forgot to answer, and then Sarah hit me up. He's like, "Hey, have you seen this?" I'm like, "Yeah. Why?" He's like, "Do you want to watch it again?" I'm like you know what why not because i hadn't seen it since opening weekend <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
0: so yes um before we get to okay Shaq see this before sarah first time before we get into your thoughts sarah about this movie mm-hmm. okay uh you uh, let's talk about vin diesel okay um and
15: that was my only thoughts is to talk about vin diesel <laughs>
0: <laughs> talk about uh those fast and furious movies you've seen recently sarah
15: I don't hate Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious movies. I think he's just like, he's a solid, he's not my favorite character, but he's a solid in those movies. Today, okay, remember when we were on We Forgive You? Marcel, you were on that episode with me, right?
0: Yes, I was, Sarah. Thank you for And we
15: watched Fast and Furious 5, right?
0: Uh, no, it was the fourth one. Fast and Furious. Who
15: fucking cares? I care. And I asked you, <laughs> I asked you and Alex Fernandez if Vin Diesel is white.
0: Yes, we. Yeah, we had a very long discussion about it. We had to Google it, and the yeah. results were like um, undetermined,
15: inconclusive. They're, They're yeah, undetermined. Yeah. We're not sure. Inconclusive. So today, yeah. after watching another movie where Vin Diesel plays it up. <laughs> Even though we all don't know for sure. I asked the question on Twitter. I said, Is Vin Diesel White? Did you guys see my poll on Twitter? No, I missed that. I no,
7: did. I didn't. P- I took Please, a nap. But like, Please take your thing. phone. I'll never know. <laughs>
15: no one will ever know. But it's an it's an enigma, but I am upset about it in some sort of way that I cannot like comprehend but that's not all i have to say about vin diesel for this podcast but first please look at your phone and go to my poll
0: okay i i just clicked on it uh i voted
15: okay what what did you vote
0: i voted no
15: he is not white you're saying
0: that's that's if if i mean you just asked me the question and i just answered the poll he's not
15: he's not pure white like no, pure not, just white dude he's no, just, spicy okay, white yeah, at I the voted. very least
0: we're just veering into dangerous territory here
15: <laughs> if you saying pure I white I can say this, I am white, I can say this Shaq he is not, here's the thing I know
7: for certain he's not 100% white, that being said the white, the whiteness is there but it's just not 100, it's, it's like him, that's why him and uh, The Rock when they faced off at Fast Five, everyone is excited because like hey it's two big bald ambiguously raced men
0: (laughs) (laughs) and here in the last clip uh, it's me and Rachel Hosschild discussing uh, Dr. Sleep actually it's just Rachel discussing Dr. Sleep mainly director Mike Flanagan and her love of Flanagan and his movies. Um, I mean, you'll get to hear me and her talk about it in the episode that'll come out, but um, yeah, this is uh, this is another one where I, I, I gently nudged this one, um, as in I, uh, I said, why don't we talk about Dr. Sleep? And she was like, of course. So I'm, I'm happy that we ended up talking about it because it was a fun discussion. So please enjoy, in this clip, Rachel discussing her love of uh, mike flanagan
6: uh well i first was introduced to mike flanagan i believe from his um film absentia um which is really great i do have to revisit it because i don't remember a lot but i just meet, remember being like pretty blown away by it in regards to horror um and then i would say hush also came after that i kind of started mid mid like early career of his watched majority of it and then i went back to oculus maybe uh last year not that long ago honestly um worth it as well and i just (laughs) i love his stuff and i have such a hot take on him that i like can't i'm so afraid to even like tell anybody because they're just gonna you know slaughter me or something (laughs) like that but um yeah ouija is another one where it was like oh how could this be good it's kind of like this hokey kind of movie sequel and then you watch and you're like uh wait what what did i just watch because this is so much better than i was expecting um and then yeah gerald's game uh stomach turning at at one part if you if you know you know
7: yeah yeah exactly (laughs)
6: um but yeah no i just love his direction and i love that he doesn't use um a lot of jump scares in order to continue his story like there it's very minimal what he uses um in in terms of that and i just love his characters and everything that i've seen so far so i'm just and dr sleep with his additions to the story and from the book obviously but um yeah i just think he's really great and he really just understands what he wants and i like his outcomes and i can't wait to see what else he's got
0: And that's it, folks. Uh, Those are the movies and the people that will be featured in the podcast series for the Talk Film Society Festival. Um, I'll I'll quickly run through them and when uh, the episodes will drop. uh, So Volver will be the opening night festival uh, pick. It'll be on October 15th. After that, Rachel getting married on the 16th. The Fog, and I Know What You Did Last Summer, will be out on the 17th. At the same time, Spider-Man 2 and Batman Returns will be both out the 18th of October. Uh, On the 19th, The World's End. On the 20th, Alien Resurrection. The 21st, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. The 22nd, Gone Girl. The 23rd, Terminator 2. The 24th, John Wick. The 25th, The Matrix Reloaded. The 26th, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. And the 27th, Doctor Sleep. What a crazy mix of movies. But um, that's 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 what I wanted. That's the talk film society festival. Um, again, if you want the schedule, if you want you know to to, to read back on what films uh, and what days uh, these episodes uh, release on, uh, go to our Twitter at talkfilmsoc. Go to our site talkfilmsociety.com/slash tfs fest uh go to our patreon this is important if you want to read about each of these movies uh, plus extra articles about these movies uh, by great writers mostly the, the people who are guests on the series most of them wrote for this program which is on patreon patreon.com slash talk film society. Um, I'm working on it right now as of this recording, it's coming out great. Um, so if you want a digital copy of this program with writing about these movies, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk society. You'll get again, great writing. You'll support the site. You'll support the podcasting, the writing, uh, you support talk from society. So that's it folks. Stay tuned. For the Talk Film Society Festival, 15 podcast episodes over 13 days, Um, a great mix of movies, a great mix of people. And if you go to our Patreon, you'll get some writing along with that, a program covering all these movies. Uh, Thank you for listening Uh, and uh, yeah, get your badges ready because the Talk Film Society Festival is coming
13: soon.